the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Bible says all we like sheep go astray. We all are prone to wander away from God and away from God's will. And sometimes we need to be confronted about our sin. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus tells us, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault. Confront them. And we do that with humility and we do that gently. But sometimes a person needs to be confronted about their sin or about compromise in in their life. Chances are you've run into your fair share of individuals quoting, Judge not lest ye be judged, as if it's a free pass to sin. Unfortunately, as controversial as it might seem, the Bible actually instructs us to address the sins of others. As Pastor Dan will teach you in his message today, we as believers are to hold each other accountable when it comes to sin in our lives. In his study, you'll learn that by lovingly and graciously addressing sin, we help to renew, restore, and build each other up in the Lord. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 22, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Here in chapter 22 of Ezekiel, the Lord continues his indictment against the city of Jerusalem. He's presenting his case against Jerusalem. Uh, And in this chapter, God makes it very clear why Jerusalem will be judged and destroyed at the hands of the Babylonians. If you're a note taker, the chapter has a very simple outline. In verses 2 to 16... We are told why judgment would come against Jerusalem. In verses 17 to 22, we're told how it would come. And then verses 23 to 31, who would be affected by this judgment. So why judgment would come, how it would come, and who would be affected by it. So why, how, and who. So it's pretty, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. So, verse 1 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Now, son of man, will you judge the bloody city? Yes, show her all her abominations. The city of Jerusalem was founded by King David as Israel's capital, but Jerusalem was not only the place of Israel's royal throne, it was also the location of the temple, as you know. So God's holy temple was also there. And and God put his name on that particular city, the city of Jerusalem. In Psalm 132, it says, The Lord has chosen Zion 
He has desired it for his dwelling place. In Psalm 78, it says God loves Mount Zion. In Psalm 48, Jerusalem is called the city of our God. But now at this point, Jerusalem was no longer the holy city. It was no longer the city of God. She was the bloody city. And I don't think that God is saying this like as a British person, that bloody city or anything like that. Uh, he, he, here he calls it the bloody city because of all the violence in that city. You know, there's only one other city in the Bible that God calls the bloody city. And that's the city of Nineveh, the capital of Assyria or the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrians were, were known, they were notorious for their, for their brutality. If you remember when God called Jonah the prophet to go to Nineveh to preach, Jonah got on a ship heading the opposite direction. He refused to go at first, at least, to Nineveh because we're told that Jonah knew that God is a merciful God and he knew that God would forgive the people of Nineveh if they repented of their sins. And so Jonah, in his opinion, the people of Nineveh were not worthy of being forgiven. Uh, In his opinion, the people of Nineveh were so wicked and so brutal, they should not be given the opportunity to repent and be forgiven by God. Uh, and, And of course, God will forgive anyone, right, that repents of their sins. It doesn't matter how bad the sins are. If you repent and turn to him, God will forgive you of your sins. But but in Jonah's mind, the people of Nineveh didn't deserve the opportunity to repent and be forgiven. And so he refused to go. Now that was that was Jonah's opinion. That wasn't God's opinion. God believed they did deserve the opportunity to be forgiven. And so Nineveh was called the bloody city. But now God calls Jerusalem the bloody city. Jerusalem was as bad as Nineveh at this point. And God tells Ezekiel to show Jerusalem all her abominations, literally confront her with all of her abominations. A prophet's job is to confront a nation about their sins. And sometimes a nation gets so far away from God that God will send a prophet to confront that nation and call them back to God. And sometimes an individual as well. An individual needs to be confronted about their sin. The Bible says all we like sheep go astray. We all are prone to wander away from God and away from God's will. And sometimes we need to be confronted about our sin. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus tells us if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault. Confront them. And we do that with humility and we do that gently But sometimes a person needs to be confronted about their sin or about compromise in in their life. This is one of the wonderful things about reading the Bible and having a daily time in the Word of God or a quiet time each day is the Word of God just naturally confronts us about our sin. As we spend time with the Lord in the Word, uh, the Word of God will confront us. You know, 2 Timothy 3.16, the Word of God 
is profitable for reproof and correction. The Bible confronts us. The Bible reproves us and corrects us. In James 1, the Bible is described as a mirror. Right? And we look into the mirror of the Word of God and we, we see uh, what needs to be fixed about us. So Ezekiel's job as, as a prophet was to confront the nation about her sin. Jerusalem specifically. He says, show her all her abominations. And then verse 3, then say, thus says the Lord God, the city sheds blood in her own midst, that her time may come and she makes idols within herself to defile herself. You have become guilty by the blood which you have shed and have defiled yourself with the idols which you have made. You have caused your days to draw near. And you have come to the end of your days. Therefore, I have made you a reproach to the nations and a mockery to all the countries. Those near and those far from you will mock you as infamous and full of tumult. One of the things that we see here is that God judges a nation morally. God judges a nation morally. In the book of Kings, God makes a summary statement about each king that reigned in Israel or in Judah. They, they either, it says, they either did what was right in God's eyes or they did evil in God's eyes. And it didn't matter how long they reigned, how long they were king for. God makes kind of this one sentence summary of their entire reign. They did what was right or they did what was evil. And in the verses here in this chapter, as we're going to go through this chapter, God mentions at least 17 kinds of sins in this indictment against Jerusalem. He's just going to lay it out for them. These are all the things that you've done that has brought this judgment upon you. Over 17. So it's not just one sin that brought the destruction of the nation the nation was filled with all kinds of sin. The nation was, was broken spiritually and morally at every level and in every way. And as we work our way through this first part of chapter 22 and at these different sins that are listed here, all of these sins that are listed here in chapter 22 fit into two categories. There are sins against God, which will be idolatry. And then there are sins against their fellow man. And what did Jesus say are the two greatest commandments? Love God with all your heart. He said that's the first and greatest commandment. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's the second greatest commandment. The people of Jerusalem are not loving God with all their heart. Nor are they loving their neighbors. They're sinning against God. They're sinning against each other. In verse 3, God says the city sheds blood in her own midst, that speaks of violence in the cities, in the city of Jerusalem, that was sin against uh, one's fellow man. And verse 3, she makes idols, which is sin against God. As we go through this chapter, the sins that are mentioned here in chapter 22 really serve 
kind of as a, as a uh, moral thermometer for the nation. And when a nation is characterized by these sins, it's an indication that that nation may be nearing the end. That that nation is, is coming to the end. Unless, of course, the nation repents and turns back to God. That's always an, there's always the opportunity for that. But as we go through this, these are things that characterized Israel right before the end. And I, I, again, I would say that these are things that characterize any nation that is coming to the end of its life as a nation, unless that nation repents. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. He says in verse 4 again, You have become guilty by the blood which you have shed, and you have defiled yourself with the idols which you have made. You have caused your days to draw near and have come to the end of your years. In other words, you have brought this judgment upon yourself as a nation. You have destroyed your nation with sin, by your sin, by your shedding of innocent blood and your idolatry. Again, God judges a nation morally. He goes on in verse 4 to say, Therefore, I have made you a reproach to the nations and a mockery to all countries. Those near and those far from you will mock you as infamous and full of tumult. Now, Israel under King David and then King Solomon, for most of Solomon's reign, was the most powerful and prosperous kingdom in the Middle East region, in that part of the world. But at the end of its life as a nation, Israel became a laughingstock to the other surrounding nations. They became a joke to the other countries in the region. Notice at the end of verse 5, Jerusalem is described here as, as full of tumult or full of turmoil, your translation might say. That, that word, it, it means confusion. It means trouble. It means panic. That, that's, that's what life was like in Jerusalem just, just before her final destruction. It, it was a, a tumultuous time in the city. People were in turmoil. There was confusion in the city, confusion in the nation, and, and panic. Just before the end. Now we come to verse 6. And beginning in verse 6, 
God speaks against the leaders of Jerusalem. He says, look, the princes, that would be the leaders, the princes of Israel, each one has used his power to shed blood in you. Instead of using their power in ways that would honor God and serve the people, the leaders of Jerusalem used their power to serve themselves, even shedding innocent blood, it says, to serve their own purposes. For example, if you're a note taker, 2 Kings chapter 24, verse 4. It's, this is just one example. There's a bunch of examples. But it says of King Manasseh that he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood as king. And so what we see here is, you know, as the nation is coming to the end, is about to be judged, we see the leaders are corrupt in the nation and everybody knows it. You know, one commentator said the social, listen to this, the social disintegration within Jerusalem was reflected first and foremost in the manner in which power was exercised by her leaders. Let me read that to you again. The social disintegration within Jerusalem was reflected first and foremost in the manner in which power was exercised by her leaders. If you want to gauge where a nation is morally or spiritually, Look at the leaders of the nation. What kind of leaders do they have? Look at how they exercise power that they have. Are they honoring God with their power? Are they passing laws that honor God? Or are they using their position to serve themselves? That's a, that's a good gauge for a nation to determine where it is morally, spiritually. Look at verse 7. In you... They have made light of father and mother. Okay, as, as the nation was nearing the end, they had contempt for parents. They had contempt for mothers and fathers in the nation. In your midst, they have oppressed the stranger. In you, they have mistreated the fatherless. And the widow, the leaders exploited foreigners that were living in the nation. They mistreated the most vulnerable people in society. That would be the fatherless and the widows, those who are not connected to any kind of family. They were the most vulnerable. Uh, again, if, if you want to gauge where a nation is morally, where a nation is spiritually, what do the leaders think about families? What do, what do the leaders think about the nuclear family? What do they think about fathers and mothers and parental authority? Deuteronomy 27 verse 16 says, Cursed is the one who treats his father or mother with contempt. This was happening in Israel on a national level. How do they treat foreigners living in their land? Do they exploit them? Uh, do the leaders protect the most vulnerable and helpless in their society? Or do they uh, use their position to exploit the most vulnerable? Verse 8 says, You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. 
Again, this is speaking of the leaders of Israel in the last days before the nation was judged. The leaders of Jerusalem had disdain for God. They had disdain for God. They despised holy things. They profaned the Sabbath. The word Sabbath there, it's in the plural in the Hebrew, meaning all the Sabbaths within the law. Not just the the weekly Sabbath day. They profaned all the Sabbaths. So the leaders were against Yahweh. It's not that they were atheists. They, They were against Yahweh, the God of the Bible and the people of God. And then we also see that the city of Jerusalem was characterized by every kind of depravity. I look at verse 9. And you are men who slander to cause bloodsheds. Again, there's a lot of violence. And in you are those who eat on the mountains. That's speaking of idolatry uh, on the mountaintops. In your midst, they commit lewdness. And you men uncover their father's nakedness. In you, they violate women who are set apart during their impurity. One commits abomination with his neighbor's wife. Another lewdly defiles his daughter-in-law and another in you violates his sister, his father's daughter. Uh, you know, again, what we see here is that there was just unimaginable sexual perversion in the nation just before the end. Unthinkable things were happening. I'm sure that you saw the news this past week or last week about the, all the children that were rescued in Georgia, I think it was like it was like almost forty kids. You know, the youngest was three years old. It's just unthinkable, and you know and yet that's what you have here: all these just perverted sins happening in the nation. All these sins, by the way, uh, that are mentioned here, they were specifically forbidden in the law uh, in in Leviticus chapters eighteen to twenty. It's very clearly laid out. And the law. But at this point in the nation, there's a complete disregard for God's standard and and for, you know, appropriate boundaries in their perversion. There were no boundaries. There was nothing that was off limits in their perversion. And again, this is talking about the leaders of the nation here. Verse 12, it says in you, they take bribes. To shed blood, again, the leaders can be bribed. You take usury and increase. They're charging interest. They're they're exploiting people, taking advantage of people. You have made profit from your neighbors by extortion and have forgotten me, says the Lord God. This was the main cause at the heart of all of their sin, all of their perversion. They forgot God. This is the root cause right here. Everything else is just a symptom. You know, one commentator said, when one forgets God and leaves his ways, the path into every kind of abomination opens before him. And that's true. Once you leave God, once you leave God's word and God's standards of right and wrong, every kind of abomination opens up before you. Anything goes at that point. There is no right. There is no wrong. There's nothing. 
There's nothing restricting, there's nothing restraining morality at that point once you just set God aside and set his standard aside. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize